0: Learn more at Marines.com.
1: You're listening
0: to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast
1: network.
2: Hey Dolph fans, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. All right, and we're back for another podcast. This time we're going to preview the Minnesota Vikings, who the Dolphins will play on Sunday. It's been a weird week, right? We we had two quarterbacks in uh, the concussion protocol, and, and I still can't figure out why Teddy Bridgewater is in it because he <laughs> didn't suffer a concussion. <laughs> uh, you know, I guess some athletic trainer spotter what dude was making that decision, but the cameras didn't confirm it, and nobody else saw a wobble, so I don't know. I just I can't explain it. it. It's beyond my understanding, but uh, he is in concussion protocol, uh, he is supposed to practice on a very limited basis today, Thursday. You know, we'll, we'll see how his week goes. If it, if it goes well and he's cleared, then he will be backing up our starting quarterback. And no, that's not Tua because he's also in the protocol. It will be Skylar Thompson.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting choice
2: world. by the coach, but you, you can understand it. I mean, you know, Bridgewater has not been practicing. Skylar has.
0: Yeah, and Bridgewater's a vet. So, you know, worst case scenario for him is he takes, you know, 5% of the snaps and he has to come into the game and, and he's a vet. So he knows what he's doing. Right. He, he should can come fine. in there and play.
1: Agreed. I don't think Thompson will embarrass himself. I think that if, you know, he made this decision, obviously he's not going to toss a game in the garbage, you know, especially a home game that you absolutely, in my opinion, guys, you have to win this game. I mean, a home game against this Minnesota team, it has to happen if not then i mean me and mike talked last week about falling back into the pack <laughs> you fall deep into the pack you yep. know with another loss especially a home loss um you know this is a game that they have to have so with all that being said you know for him to make the decision to put thompson in he has to have a lot of confidence in him the players around them he has Reiterated the fact that they are happy about the fact that he's playing as well. And as Daniel just mentioned, I think that if he does struggle, we will see Teddy at some point. You know, to try and give them a spark. You know, let's just hope we're not down by three touchdowns at that point. You know, we. I don't
2: think he's the type of coach that's going to have a quick hook.
1: Well, no, not a quick hook, Mike. But I mean, if we go through a half to where. We've got 3
2: points on the board and yeah, went down it's 21, 21 to 3 at halftime. Yeah, maybe he starts steady in the second yes, half. Yes. Exactly. That I can understand. Yeah. Don't be putting words in my mouth, Mike. No, I'm just trying to move along. <laughs> We've Hell? got injuries to talk about.
0: <laughs> yeah, We've I got- was going to say that we need this game right, Lou, so the injury, uh, the the injury report is something that's really important this week.
2: Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, we had Armstead who had to see a specialist in New York about his toe. I guess he saw a couple actually, but uh, okay, he came back and and they they have reason to believe he can play. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, Tyree Kill is practicing without a walking boot, according to the coach, which
1: I, thought <laughs> I would was hope fun. so. Yeah, that'd be a tough task, Mike. To be practicing uh-huh. with He's
0: a boot. He's not bootle. playing ping pong with a walking boot either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is, that, is well, an odd not, story, nobody's right? playing
2: ping pong because they took the table away.
0: Yeah, I thought that was an odd story for midweek.
2: Um, I loved it actually. I, you know, I, I like the fact that the leaders are leading and and. uh it was the exact right thing to do. You guys lost two games in a row. You don't deserve a ping pong table. You know, <laughs> let's let's uh, talk about football instead of ping pong. I,
1: I wasn't aware of that, but I can imagine that Gusecki is the guy that's playing an awful lot of ping pong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that.
0: I like it as well. I just don't know that it deserved to be a storyline. I think that's one of those leadership kept inside the building type of things, but I love it. So I'm, well, I'm not I,
1: I knew nothing of that. When did that come out? Yesterday? Yeah, no they, kidding. Yeah. I
0: mean, uh, McDaniel said something about it in the press conference, talked about how he loved the leadership of the captains removing the ping pong table from the locker room because they want to focus their attention on the opponents. Very so, good. So that is great, right? It yeah, is great. Yeah, it was a
2: Landon Roberts and uh, there was another captain as well that kind of ushered I think it was. I think it was Hill, actually. Okay. Uh, Landon Roberts and Hill that uh, got together and decided that that is probably something that they should do. You know, they came off of a game
1: where, you know, I felt that the veterans on this football team needed to help Thompson a little bit, and they didn't step up. You know, that nope. that goes across the board on the offense. Yeah. You know, they have to. Um, This week, they're going to have to do it again. Well, yeah,
2: when you're not in full strength, you need the people who are, you know, your 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 captains and your better players to pick up the slack.
1: Have to. Absolutely. Now,
2: this week, we're going to have Howard back, according to him. Okay, uh, so that's, that's going to help our defense a bit, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, on offense, we may have Armstead back. So we'll see how that goes as, as the you know, weekends progresses. There, there may be, uh, Jackson coming back. There oh. is that possibility uh, the, He is off the IR and he is practicing. And if they like the way he practices, he could be activated for the game. Jackson, so we,
0: we think Jackson's an upgrade over little. Then obviously, I I think he is <laughs> looking
2: at their looking at their grades. It's not a big upgrade, but it is an upgrade. Because right. I
0: know Little has not graded particularly well, but I've thought I thought he's played pretty well. I, I well,
2: I guess it depends on what you said. What you think is pretty well, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, he hasn't given up a million sacks, but he has given up some pressures. Right, he hasn't, hasn't embarrassed himself.
1: There. Is what you're getting at? It hasn't right. been a glaring hole in our offensive line. Is what we're.
2: All right. Let me just say this: I know we can argue about the validity of PFF, but he, they grade him seventy-second of seventy-two tackles.
0: Yeah, I you,
2: are we
1: talking about little?
2: Yes.
0: That seems. That just seems. Awful. And where is
1: Austin? I know he only played what one or two? How many games did he? Do? Half I a don't game. Know. Oh, really? He got hurt in game one. I yeah. Didn't. Yeah, okay, he got hurt game one. He yeah, has so we very can't much this season. Yeah, we can't. Uh, I mean, you know,
2: he's a, he's generally in the lower forties. You know, he's he's not far from little. Believe me, but uh, but he, he was, was more, the starter. Yes, he was the starter. Yeah,
0: and he'll uh, be the starter again. And I think maybe maybe I am having visions of what Robert Hunt's doing on that right side, and that helps the the visuals of Little a little bit because Robert Hunt so. is is killing it. He's, he's playing really good football.
1: Which should help, absolutely. Uh, Austin Jackson coming back. I mean, yeah. it. you know, it, the funny thing about all of this is that, you know, he was named the starter, so he's got to be a better football player than Little or else it would have been the opposite way around. Um, so that would be a positive. And if anything, it adds depth. I mean, we've seen right. it this year. How many guys right. have gone in and out of the lineup? I think that Little's probably still playing with some degree of an injury because, I mean, my God, he came out of the game two weeks ago three times when he hurt his hand. So yep. I'm sure he's not 100% at this point either. So that's another positive. I mean, I like everything I'm hearing in regard to our health issues because, um, well, I'll tell you what, coming out of the game last week with all of these guys being down, I mean, you really had to concern yourself going against a really good Minnesota offense. Um, with guys down and, you know, against their defense as well. You know, you, you need these players in, and it, it, it would be a major positive for all these guys come back for Sunday.
0: Yeah, and, and I think it's important to note as well, we really do want Austin Jackson back healthy regardless of what we think of him because we have Armstead dealing with the toe. Right. And, and if that continues to be a problem, uh, there is a non-zero percent chance that he's going to miss some time, whether it's in-game or games, period. So, right,
1: you can definitely see Jackson. I mean, he played the left side, so you could definitely yeah. see them moving him over there. And yeah, him
2: Armstead well is not actually practicing, just so everybody knows. You know? right, right, but he He's, hasn't
0: practiced all season. He hasn't you know, practiced. I finished my sentence? <laughs> yeah, you got it.
2: You know, was just going to say what you just said.
0: <laughs>
2: <So>.
0: <laughs> Great minds. No, yeah, I mean, uh-huh. we, we all know, yeah.
2: All right, let's move on.
1: <laughs> can we move on from that, Mike?
2: I don't know. I think we can. All
1: right, let's do it.
2: All right, Lewis, tell us about the game. Tell you about the game? Tell us about the game. What do you see happening uh, with the Vikings? Uh, Well, their offense
1: is pretty damn good. You You look at them as a whole, and you've got one of the best receivers in the game in Justin Jefferson. And before I move on to anybody else, let me just tell you the numbers that he's putting up this year. I mean, this guy is just absolutely killing it. He's got 40 receptions, 5 games into the season, and he's got Oof. over 500 yards receiving. This guy's averaging almost 110 yards a week through 5 games and 8 catches per game. So those are pretty damn good numbers and they're not little rinky-dink passes that he's catching. He's he's averaging 13.7 yards a reception. I, I mean that those are really, really good numbers. Um, he, he's a big receiver and
2: he's very fluid.
1: You know, Mike, the word elite has been thrown around on the page a lot this week, <laughs> okay, on the Facebook page. Justin Jefferson is elite. He's become that type of player. And let yeah. me just throw in another dig, but, um, you know, we could have had him. Yeah. He was there for the taking. Anyway um go ahead daniel did you well, have something just to say, say for context, are you interrupting me now daniel <laughs> no
0: i <laughs> okay, i was trying to find an entry there but without interrupting uh, i just wanted to put for context justin <laughs> jefferson had uh his game versus detroit he only had 14 yards
1: right so so that had, means in another game he had close to 200 it still had averages three out
0: games over 145 yards that's,
1: that's crazy 15. right and hopefully. <laughs> Yes, has one of those 14-yard games or whatever number you just mentioned against us this week. But, I mean, he he is an absolutely elite, phenomenal wide receiver in the league. Um, you know, behind him you have Thielen, who's a veteran who is very, very good, and you've got K.J. Osborne. That um, They're a good receiving core. Um, Irv Smith, the tight end, very, very good football player, uh, has dropped few passes this year in big situations, but more than capable. And, you know, we have problems with tight ends. We, we didn't last week. We did a great job. Let's hope they, they keep it that way. So now you go to the running backs, and you've got another elite player in that backfield in Dalvin Cook. Guy is phenomenal. He's averaging close to five yards a carry, 4.6 He's averaging 74.6 yards a game, which isn't great. Um, our defense,
2: their offensive line, by the way, is far better than ours.
1: Yeah, well, it may be far better, Mike. But here's the bottom line: um, Dalvin Cook is an elite football player, and they're they're running the ball at an okay level at this point. So something's not right there. Um, you know, he's not blowing it up. Um, this is a guy that basically should be averaging about a hundred yards a game as well. His backup Madison is, is very, very good. They have offensive players, uh, Kirk cousins. He gets a lot of grief, but, um, he
2: can kill you. He can hurt you. Um, what I saw last week watching their game against yes. the bears is they run just enough to keep play action effective.
1: Yeah. And you know what? They, they've got a, a good talent core on the offensive side. Um, He's got seven touchdowns through five games. He's also got five interceptions. He will throw interceptions. It is an absolute necessity. I know I say this every week, but my <laughs> goodness. This week, this guy is in the pocket. He, he does have good pocket presence. He can move around in the pocket, but he's not running the football. You don't need spies. If X-Man's back... We will have the ability to blitz him this week, um, and we need to. We need to put pressure on him because he will cough the football up. It's an absolute necessity this week against this football team. You cannot allow him to sit in the pocket, have time to get the ball down the field to these receivers. If he does, we're going to have problems. They also use their running backs out of the backfield. They get targeted quite a bit, Cook and Madison. You know, they've been targeted, I would say. Let's see, I'm going to look at the numbers real quick right now. They've been targeted close to 30 times through the five games. So they do throw to these guys out of the backfield. And if they watched film last week, we didn't do a very good job when the Jets went into that situation in the flat. So they've got to be conscious of that. The defense has got to be on the same page in regard to coverages. Again, Major, major factor here is pressure on the quarterback to the extreme, creating some turnovers and covering these backs out of the backfield. You cannot allow big plays. I mean, if you look at our defense through these five games, guys, the one real difference between this year and last year are the big plays and the easy touchdowns. I mean, Baltimore, you know, I know one of them was a special teams touchdown, but they had big plays on offense. Last week, same situation with the Jets. You take away a few of their big plays, and the Jets, I mean, their their offense, their, their offensive numbers were minuscule. Uh, they, were, they, they weren't great at all. We actually, offensively, with a third-string quarterback, I think we actually had more offensive yards than they did. But the bottom line is this, is that <laughs> they're going to have to go out. <laughs> you like that, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> chuckle in there um they have to go out and they have to put pressure and they have to all be on the same page they cannot have breakdowns to where they give up easy touchdowns easy sevens they have to make them work make them earn it they they, they did a great job against buffalo in doing that this is a similar type offense minus you know josh allen you know i wouldn't put cousins in the same you know in, in the same uh class but they have the offensive firepower to really hurt you. So they're going to have to play a very similar type of defensive game that they, you know, as, as they did against Buffalo.
2: All I would say is don't take Cousins for granted because if he's hot, he's dangerous.
1: There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, you, you pressure him. Go ahead, Dan. You had something?
0: I was going to say, to your point, we really limited Cincinnati well, too. If it wasn't for the big play to T. Higgins down the sideline, Yes, they, we limited them pretty much the entire game, both the Cincinnati game and the New York Jets game were both games that, I mean, really, you look at them, we played well most of the game. Uh, we gave up a few too many plays, but both of those games were winnable. We're, exactly. curren- we're currently at three and two, but I think McDaniel has done an amazing job at keeping us in these games. We very well could be five and zero. Oh. I know you guys said on the on the podcast earlier this week that we could be four and one. We really could be five and zero oh right now. You know, regardless yeah. of the fact that Tua went out in that Cincinnati game, because we played well enough to stay in them and just need a couple of things to go our way to, to pull out the W's in both of those games.
1: I, I agree 110%. Yeah. I think that, you know, um, if we were healthy, completely healthy over these five games, absolutely. I mean, I don't think injuries
2: they're... have hit us pretty hard. Much they harder have. in recent seasons.
1: Well, you can't lose your starting quarterback on play one, Mike, and then lose your starting left tackle, you know, a series later, and expect to have the same productivity. I mean, it's exactly. it's that simple,
2: you yeah, know. And well, you know, on defense, you know, your best cornerback's out. To that
1: and, point, and your and your corner was out. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah,
0: to that point, if you uh, if you take a gander at this week's injury report. Miami has 18 people on the injury report, <laughs> including five did not participate today, right? right, uh, right. Whereas the Vikings have four total,
2: yeah, uh, three wow.
0: limited participants and one full participant, two on each side of the ball. The only guys of note are Alexander Madison and Zadarius Smith, both, Listen, both limited today.
1: It's been a tough haul, right? When is our bye week? Because Lord knows this team needs us. It's, it's a late It's one. late. Yeah, I mean... You know, you you look at the schedule and um, what we had to do. You know, the Buffalo game really took its toll. And, um, you know, we've been unfortunate at times. I mean, you know, it is what it is. You know, we had some breaks go our way in some games, and then we had some breaks go against us. Uh, we caught Buffalo on a good week, right, with a lot of injuries. So, you know, in my opinion, all that stuff – eventually will even out, unless you just have absolutely horrible luck um, well, over the course of a season. So, you know, we've got to win these football games, Daniel. You know, me and Mike yeah. touched on it on the last podcast to where when you have guys not in the lineup, like when we lost Smite and that, those type of situations, you have to have players in place to replace these guys. I mean, Buffalo did a great job, you know, with their secondary, um, you know, when we played them that week with, with, with four backups. So there's no excuse. You know, these guys have to step in and they have to make plays. It's, you know, it's that simple. Injuries are going to be
2: part of the rest of the season. Okay, guys, we're going to take just a minute and uh, we're going to talk about DraftKings. We'll be right back. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Now, check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Uh, you could take Miami to beat the Vikings and uh, bet the over if you like. And uh, if you hit on both of those, you'll get an even bigger payout. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per day all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply.
0: See the show notes for details. Yeah, because nobody's going to give us the benefit of the doubt like they they did against they nobody cares uh, right. nobody cares <laughs> so nobody cares you hear you hear i uh, don't care you hear it all the time and i think we've we said it going into the season you hear people talk about it you never really know what a coach is until you see what he does when he faces adversity yes uh you heard mcdaniel talking about after the baltimore game i wanted these guys to face some adversity they took me way too seriously I think the football gods are giving uh, McDaniel that serious hit at adversity right now. Because even though we started 3-0, and uh, the wheels have fallen off on consistency, right? Not necessarily what he's doing with the team, but you, you got the injury bug, you got the Tua controversy, the concussion thing, uh, how, he, how the court of public opinion says he handled that whole situation. So through five games in his uh, first NFL season as a head coach, he's definitely facing some adversity. And coming into this game versus a four and one Vikings with a third string quarterback, he's just got some more. So it'd be interesting to see how. Uh, how do you see the game, Daniel, uh, on your side of the ball? Yeah. So uh, as as I was just saying, we're coming into this game. We're starting. Skyler Thompson. Uh, I know a lot of Dolphins fans were kind of screaming for this uh, when Tua went out. They wanted Skyler over, over Bridgewater, and you guys really touched on it well uh, earlier in the week. It's clear why Bridgewater is the backup and he should continue to be if he wasn't, uh, quote unquote, stumbling after that hit last week. Uh, so Skyler Thompson gets his first full week of preparation as a number one. And we're really going to see what McDaniel is made of in this situation. I thought, there's a couple of things that i seen from Skyler that I liked and a couple of things that I think that he needs to clean up. And if you was really paying attention during uh, the game last week, you seen McDaniel on the sideline telling him to hurry it up. He was having some trouble getting the play calls in in a timely manner. Very understandable. When he took over, yeah, absolutely. But otherwise, he was pretty damn poised. Uh, he, he only completed 57% of his passes, but, and he, and he threw an interception that definitely wasn't his fault, but I thought he looked, uh, poised and, and fairly decisive. He definitely let some of those passes rip, uh, got him in there quick. And I think that he has enough with his legs that he's going to make this, uh, really interesting against this Minnesota defense. Uh, their defense is nothing to be scared about. I mean, they are, uh, they are, I think, 16th, uh, f- uh, 14th overall in scoring defense. They're giving up just over 20 points a game, uh, but they're, they're giving up almost 250 passing yards a game. I think that Skylar Thompson could probably eclipse that mark. Uh, I think that the 120 rushing yards per game that they're giving up is a mark that we can also hit. We've seen our, our running game take that step last week that we've been waiting for. Uh, A lot of it's going to come down to the offensive line. We just talked a little bit about the injuries on that line. If we can gel there and Mostert can continue to run well, I think we also get either Edmonds or or Gaskin more involved this week too. We really make this game a little easier on Skyler. I think that if we can get that running game going, we're going to have some success. He seems like he can handle the play-action game pretty well. And like I already said, he's got the wheels to get out in the boot game uh something that I didn't necessarily see Teddy doing last week if you listen to the preview show this week I think that Skylar can do that and I think you're going to see some of that uh those designed boots uh quarterback runs that uh that McDaniel really wants to implement be implemented with Skylar Thompson under uh under center and and obviously we know we have the one two punch at wide receiver they're going to struggle to handle Tyreek and Jalen Waddle both of whom were kind of bottled up last week uh, regardless of it being the Jets uh, they've got a couple of good corners i'm not scared of of minnesota's corners at all their uh their total defense is uh 24th in the league uh and they've only had 11 sacks on the season so their pressure isn't necessarily something to be scared of either so if they're not getting pressure on skyler and he can he can drop back to pass and and uh, our offensive line can hold up I do think he's going to be able to get the ball to Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, let them do some work. I don't expect Tyreek to have seven catches for forty-seven yards again the entire season, and I don't—I don't know. I think Jalen had two catches last week. I don't necessarily think that that's something we're going to see happen this week at all. I think Jalen Waddle is going to get loose. I think our offense plays really well, and uh, we'll see how it goes, but. This is going to be an interesting game because I, just a point I wanted to make, Kevin O'Connell, the offensive, uh, the guy that they brought in to be the head coach in Minnesota, is a Sean McVay disciple. So, and, and we already know that Mike McDaniel is a Kyle Shanahan disciple. So you've got these two disciples of these most wanted uh, head coach trees uh, going head to head in this game, both first year head coaches uh both with new exciting offenses both with some real weapons on the offensive side of the ball uh and defenses who are kind of struggling a little bit you know rather be from injury or or lack of talent and scheme um but i like our chances
1: you know we have to i mean i know you talked about hill and waddle but we touched on this a little bit in the podcast on monday they have to get other guys involved in the passing game um The differential is just too extreme. I mean, Tyreek Hill, you want him targeted 10 times a game. There's no doubt about that. You want Waddle targeted 8 to 10 times a game. But my goodness, you have to get other guys involved in this offense. Otherwise, teams are going to do exactly what the Jets did to us. And they're going to bottle our two main guys up. You have to get production out of everybody else. The drop-off is considerable. I mean, Cedric Wilson was brought in to be our third receiver. He's been targeted seven times through five games.
0: Well, to be fair, he was brought in to be number two, and then we went and got Tyreek. So his role is not what, you know, regardless. You're right. Well, but the point of the matter,
1: Daniel, the point of the matter is, is that regardless of whether he's, he, he's a number three, and he's been targeted a ridiculous amount of times. Yeah. Um, sherfield has been targeted 13 times over Who? five games. Who? Your sidekick. <laughs> um, you know, these guys, the tight ends, I mean, you know, the amount of targets through five games is just absurd. 19 targets through five games? That's less than four between the two of them, Gusicki and Smite per game. I mean, it's not a lot. And the reception totals are just absurd. You know, they have to get other guys involved in this offense, or else teams are going to just defend our main two guys. And, you know, you got to turn to other people, and other people have got to make plays. They have to make plays. It's simple as that. Take
2: advantage of their opportunities. Yes.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Who's going to win, Daniel? I'm really excited about this. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe we shouldn't necessarily be excited. We don't have Tua in obviously. And uh, what it'd be really nice to see him come back next week for Sunday night football. Uh, But I'm excited to see uh, the benefit of drafting a quarterback every year. Right. And I think so, and that's a point for another day, but that's going to be even more important now with this new spotter concussion protocol thing we're gonna to have to take a quarterback every year but I'm excited to see what Skyler can do and what McDaniel can do with Skylar with a full week of preparation I think he's got some lates to make some plays but I also think that as we get closer to the red zone and that field starts to condense and the the decisions have to be quicker and more precise I think he might struggle a little bit in the red zone this week That being said, I do believe in Jason Sanders, and I think Jason Sanders is going to redeem himself in the eyes of many Dolphins fans this week. I do think Miami has enough on the defensive side of the ball, specifically if X can play the whole game, and that our guys can get some pressure on Kirk Cousins and force him into some mistakes, as Lou was talking about. I think if Christian Wilkins can get some pressure up the middle, and maybe, just maybe, we get some, some, uh, some sack pressure from our our first rounder, Jalen Phillips, then maybe we can force Cousins into some mistakes. I do think we have enough on both sides of the ball to win this game in Miami. And I do think that we're going to end up winning the game. I think Sanders makes probably three field goals. And I would say 31 to 27, Miami. How do you say it, Lewis?
1: I'm sorry, Mike. What was that? I fell asleep there for a minute.
2: Yeah, I know. I was dozing <laughs> off,
1: too. Um, <laughs> Holy crap. Well, uh, hey, yeah. you
0: know, you, I got I uh, to get, get in the stuff. I got to get it in. You, got, you guys want to know this stuff, right? I asked you know right. Know right. what your prediction was, and you gave me a whole speech. Yeah, but that's boring. Yeah, I can yeah, give it, you some numbers, but let me tell you why.
1: You, you, you just basically did, did a verbal book, Daniel. Listen. Anybody wants
0: that in print, <laughs> you just reach out.
1: <laughs> Mike, you know, we have – if everything goes well this week, if all these guys come back healthy, we're winning this football game. Um, it's, you know, obviously with a, with a third-string quarterback, Thompson, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a close game, but I think we win this game 24-20, something to that effect. Um, it's it's going to be a tough game to win, but I think we do enough to win. If everybody plays.
2: My problem with it is you've got all our key players playing through injuries mm-hmm. and, uh, there's no exception. And, and that to me, you know, is, is not necessarily a recipe for success because they are our best players and they are limited and, uh, you know, we'll see how it turns out, you know? Um,
1: well, we're assuming they're going to be limited, Mike. I yeah, mean, I know, am assuming they're going to be limited. took off, helped them, you know?
2: um well yeah but you know how groin pulls are and he's got two yep okay so on to them both being well are probably pretty slim um we'll see i mean it, you know i guess people can recover from it in a week but I, I don't know that that's you know the normal recovery period right so we'll see um but uh two yeah weeks. i mean because of that and because Skylar does not have a lot of experience i would expect the vikings to probably pull this out but i think it's going to be a close game
0: mm-hmm.
2: and uh if if miami can win the turnover battle it's not to say they can't win but they're going to need to they're going to need to force it they're going to need to make you know make minnesota lose and uh you know they can't just coast you know throwing 5 yard passes and uh three-yard runs they're they're gonna have to get some big plays
1: yes 85 degrees mike on sunday love it okay minnesota not yep. used to that type of stuff buffalo yep. you may see guys puke so you're gonna be and, and in the game in
2: the fourth quarter is basically what that tells me
1: falling out absolutely and i, you know, I if you're
2: in the game in the fourth quarter you may win it because they may be spent
1: Listen, the weather is definitely a home field advantage when you play in these teams. We, from the we saw
2: that in Buffalo, you know, when Buffalo came here.
1: We absolutely did. It's it's a positive, I, you know, again, you know. it, it well, How many
2: points is that worth? Is it worth three? Is it worth six? Well, we'll find out in the fourth quarter, <laughs> right? I guess so. All right. Uh, you know, I'm I'm going to pick uh, Minnesota, and I don't think it's going to be quite as high scoring as as uh, Daniel did. I think you're probably looking at something like uh, 24-21. Something in that neighborhood.
1: Got it. How are we doing with predictions? Is anybody following this?
2: Well, I know that whenever I pick Miami to lose, they win.
1: Okay, well, that's
2: good. So that continue much I know. that trend. Because last week I picked them to win and you saw what happened.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm 0 for 2. I picked Buffalo <laughs> and I picked us over New York. So um,
1: I don't even know where I'm at. I know I picked us against Cincinnati to lose to Buffalo. So those are flip-flopped. I, oh, yeah. I think I picked I think us against hope-
0: Cincinnati as well. Oh, I think,
1: we, I think we, we all chose Miami over New England, but um, yeah, it's neither here nor there. I don't think I picked them to beat Baltimore either, by the way. I think Daniel may have. I think me and Mike picked, to, picked them to lose that game, but I don't know. We'd have to go back and listen. Maybe somebody can help us out with our predictions, post something <laughs> on the Facebook Nobody's going to
2: help my predictions. Man, Let I us don't know how it. we're doing. Please don't.
1: I do Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep,
2: yep. All right. You know, I hope they get out of the game healthy and, yeah. uh, that's really what's important to me because it's a long season we're only, you know, we're only five games in, this is game six yep. and, uh, it's not the end of the world if we lose it I don't want to lose it Lou because you know, I don't want to fall back to the pack, but you, you know, can't. it, it's not the end of the world. If we lose it with a third string QB, we'll be three and three. We'll have Tua coming back hopefully in a week or two and uh we can start another role okay we went three and oh there's no reason we can't go three and oh again uh especially with the teams that we have coming up you know the the bears and detroit these are teams we should be able to beat Yep, yep if we're healthier so that's that to me is the key get everybody healthy and uh don't don't force people to play too hurt because we want them to get healthy it's a long season as i said
0: yeah, and just uh, uh, a little bonus for the podcast listeners, if uh, anybody in Bears country is going to the Chicago game, I'm actually driving to Chicago on the 4th. We'll be there that weekend, and uh, we'll be attending the the Miami at Chicago game. The Bears. So I uh, would love to meet up with some fans. If anybody is uh, listening and going to be at that game, hit me up on Twitter at DanimalAF. Danimal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I get a kick out of that. Anyway, all right. <laughs>
0: I'm not feeling very appreciated right now, Lou. (laughs) All right. So
2: we're going to go to the last word. Louis, you had something you wanted to say. Let's have it.
0: The
1: last word. So in regard to the NFL and the way they're handling this whole situation in regard to concussions and the penalty calling, you would think that with all the time and money that they have to get all of this stuff Right. And it goes above and beyond the concussion situation. Um, the penalties that we had last week in regard to face masks were an absolute joke. There is no way that that penalty on Davis should have been a 15 yard penalty. They have to, all you have to do is use judgment. Put somebody up, put somebody upstairs that's actually watching the game. As a million fans do week in and week out, and have them make the play calls in situations like that, it's a very simple fix, OK? They should have never did away with the five-yard face mask and the 15-yard face mask, because there is a difference. If a guy's Agreed. ripping somebody's head off as they did with Fitzpatrick that night, that's a 15 friggin That's a 15-yard penalty. Period. What Davis did is not a 15-yard penalty. It's absurd. And Ingram, to an extent, that probably shouldn't have been a 15-yarder 15-yard, yard either. But the point of the matter is is that there's a very simple fix involved here. Okay, They have headphones. The referee's on the field. All they have to do is call upstairs and say, Hey, guys, did we get this right? Let us know. Go right back to it. Call it a day. It's a simple fix. They have the money to do it. Put the people in place. My God, the technology is there. Everything is there for them to get this right, but yet they fail over and over again. They create controversy on a consistent basis because they are totally inconsistent with roughing the passer penalties. All they have to do is look at it once or twice up in the booth, call down, say, nope, that's not roughing the passer, or it is roughing the passer.
2: It's either excessive or it isn't.
1: Exactly. Get it together. I mean, it's not a blanket th- deal here. And no penalty it should be blanketed. Like, oh, well, that's a 15-yard face mask penalty. Oh, that's roughing the passer. A guy gets blocked into the knees of a quarterback. You cannot call him for roughing the passer. They have to look at it and say, hey, look, the guy got blocked into him. Not his fault. The penalty on Chris Jones the other night when he sacked Carr was absolutely absurd. He stripped the ball, put it in his arm, fell on top of him with one arm. He couldn't do anything otherwise. They took the ball. That was a big turnover and a big play in the game. I mean, it it just goes on and on and on and they can fix it but yet year in and year out they don't. Get it together. I mean, get oh, it how together.
2: How about the uh, tackle and roughing on Brady and no call on Tua? Don't even. Of course, Mike.
1: That that that's the inconsistency that I'm talking about. I mean, I'm blank, it, It's a blanket situation here across the board.
2: They're, They're almost th- identical tackles, except Tua is whipped f- twice as hard. Why?
1: <laughs> Why can't you fix this situation? Right. You you have a referee that goes over to the sideline and looks at a box. That's that. that looks like one of those old transistor radios, okay, <laughs> that people used to listen to in the 1960s, okay? Why is he doing that? When you have people upstairs that can look at every single thing that us as fans are looking at immediately after the play is over. It shouldn't take more than a minute. Get it together. I mean, enough is enough. It's an easy fix, and I just don't understand why it's not done. And that's... The last word.
2: All right. Thanks for that. Lewis. I happen to agree with your last word this week. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're going to do is thank you guys for coming and doing the show. And, uh, thank everybody that's listening. Of course. Let's go ahead and beat those Vikings. Even though I said we wouldn't. And,
0: uh, fins up everybody. Yeah. Thanks for listening to my audio book. Fins up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fins up doll fans. Podcast Network.